99 Jams Community Matters, your girl Super Cindy. Welcome. Happy Sunday, everybody. And you know what? I am so excited because my guest this morning has never been here. And um, I'm, I've been friends with him for a few years. And I have the mayor of Miramar, Mr. Wayne Messam. Good morning, mayor. Good morning. How are you? I'm awesome. Why haven't you ever been on 99 Jams with my show? I'm trying to that out. I don't know. But the <laughs> good thing is I'm here this morning. Exactly. And it's amazing because yesterday you had a very busy day. Yes. You had your your Mayor Messam's Health and Fitness Fair. Yes, yes. How did that go? It went well. Um, I'm recovering, um, but yeah. <laughs> Muscles hurting. <laughs> but the thing is, is it's a it's one of my feature initiatives in the city of Miramar. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a goal to make Miramar one of the healthiest cities in America. So, nice. um, I started this initiative about six years ago, okay. basically to introduce the Miramar and South Florida community to fitness for those who aren't necessarily taking it seriously. Mm. Um, so the event started really with a 3K walk run, okay. and then uh, I partnered with uh, Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital and Memorial Hospital Miramar to do mm-hmm. he- uh, free health screenings. So to make the event more comprehensive, more interactive and fun, mm-hmm. I invited different gyms to come out and do demonstrations. Cool. So it's an interactive event. So yes. So uh, so the event is it's very low impact, but mm-hmm. it really gives you a great feel of what the fitness community has to offer. Um, so targeting individuals who don't really, you know, have a very active lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So by doing that, the event has grown to the point now where we this year will be the first 5K that's added to the event. We still have the 3K walk run. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have cooking demonstrations. We actually have um, Chef Dia, who will be our celebrity chef. Um, We know that in our community Mm -hmm. that we don't necessarily think about healthy eating as tasting good. So we want to teach you how to cook healthy foods while having it taste good as well. And you know, because Miramar is predominantly Caribbean Mm -hmm. and not just like Jamaican, Haitian, Mm -hmm. Latino. We love our rice. We love our, (laughs) you know what I mean? And eating healthy sometimes with that Caribbean palate such as my own palate is yes. not easy to always implement the healthy parts in it. So I think your initiative is awesome and we'll, you're going to keep doing events throughout the year, right? Besides yesterday's event. Oh, yes. I mean, we have I do a yoga series uh, where we nice. travel throughout the city. Um, in fact, I got um, um, Miami Gardens involved where mm-hmm. uh, Oliver Gilbert and myself we actually alternated locations. One week we'll be in Miami Gardens the next week we'll be in Miramar. How- Using cool. yoga instructions, uh, instructors, and what we did was the Miami Gardens events took place at Betty T. Ferguson. Mm-hmm. But in Miramar, what I did was I picked different parks throughout Miramar. Some nice. of those less visited parks that are very beautiful parks, and folks are like, wow, I've never been to this side of no, town. I've never been in this park. Yes, yeah, so times. exactly. <laughs> so I was able to expose the community to some of our great assets. I love that. Because the thing is, Ricky Smiley was on the morning show on 99 Jams right here. The other day, and he was talking about how us as African Americans, Caribbeans, we do not go get tested and screened for cancer, diabetes, blood pressure, like yes. all the things that affect us. And then we live, the average person lives under so much stress as it is. Exactly. And then stress triggers all those things. And we have these symptoms and we'll just go boil some leaves off a tree outside, (laughs) some tea, and make some sour tea or whatever. And yes, Yes. that may help, but it's not going to cure. 
cure and diagnose you of these serious illnesses that are a reality of our ecosystem right now of what's going on. Exactly. You know, and we're already predisposed genetically to some diseases. Mm-hmm. However, a lot of that is self, you know, inflicted. What we're eating. You know, what we're eating, all the fried food, mm-hmm. you know, all the, the high uh, carbs in our peas and rice, rice and peas, gungo and peas, however <laughs> okay. you, whatever you want to add in the rice. Mm-hmm. But, but there are some nice substitutes mm-hmm. that, you know, and moderation is also key. Definitely. So it's really, um, you know, so coming from an athletic background, uh, playing football at Florida State, having a shot at the NFL, physical fitness has always been a part of my life. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that I be an example as well. I have mm-hmm. a run group. We run on Mondays and Wednesdays, 5 a.m. Oh, cool. And um, it's really a way to get the community together, all in the spirit of fitness. So speaking of your NFL career, well, could have been or mm-hmm. you did have enough. Let's learn a little bit more about Mayor Met West. Well, I'm, I'm all tongue-tied right now. Let's find a little bit more about Wayne Messam. Before yes. you became mayor, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, where did you grow up? Like, what is your background? Okay. Well, uh, I'm actually the son of immigrants. My mm-hmm. father immigrated to this country many years ago. In mm-hmm. fact, before I was even born, he actually was a contract sugarcane cutter in that used to come to the United States from Jamaica mm-hmm. on an annual basis, cutting sugar cane for 75 cents a row of cane, Whoa. all right, to support my wife and my older siblings at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he eventually, um, you know, immigrated to this country. I was born in South Florida, raised in Palm Beach County, okay. um, uh, er- area affectionately known as the Muck. I grew up <laughs> in South Bay, Bell Glade area, so a listening audience that may be um, familiar with that area. So I went on to Florida State on a football That's scholarship. That's football community, right, Bell Glade? Oh, yes. We have a lot of <laughs> lot of a uh, lot of athletes to come out of that little small community okay. so i uh, went to florida state i was a member of uh, florida state's national championship team the first championship team in 93 that was my um, redshirt freshman year mm-hmm. and then i uh, went on to be a start at florida state um, had a shot with the cincinnati Bengals, mm-hmm. but uh when uh, my nfl career got cut short my wife and I, we moved to South Florida. You know, we started and built. Um, uh, we have a very successful construction management company. Oh, I never and, knew uh, that yeah, about you. Yeah, I'm a That's builder. That's why Miramar is becoming so beautiful. <laughs> so, <laughs> you have uh, that eye. <laughs> yes, yes. So, uh, so we have three ki- we have three children. Our son's a, our son is a junior at FAU, and we have twin daughters who are freshmen. Um, so, and I also These twins are gorgeous. By yes, the way, uh, they're yes, so yes. cute. I love seeing them together. Yes, they, <laughs> but they're, they're not they're, they're, they're not ha- identical. No, right? they're, they're fraternal. Like they're they're yeah, fraternal like and a handful person. and a handful. So mm-hmm. those in listening audience want to help out with some tuition. I got a got a dad here with three college tuitions right now. So, but <laughs> we digress. <laughs> Talk about stress. <laughs> so, and I also have the amazing um, opportunity to serve 142,000 residents as the mayor of Miramar. Awesome. No, yes. no pressure, mayor. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> How did you get into the politics thing, mm-hmm. though? You know, when we first moved uh, back to South Florida. Uh, we just really wanted to know about the community. We moved to West Miramar at the time, which was nothing but development, dirt. Uh, yeah, we really moved, we out moved there. out there early. Um, mm-hmm. April will be 19 years we've been in Miramar. Wow. And um, we've seen the development and the growth. So we just wanted to get involved as small business owners with young kids. Mm-hmm. We wanted to be involved in the community. So it kind of evolved. I was first elected commissioner in 2011. And um, in 2011, and um, when my term was up, I decided to challenge the incumbent mayor who had been in office for 20 years. I became the first black mayor of Miramar in 2015. How did that feel? Like someone who had been there for 20 years, you said? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, when I, I mean, folks thought, folks um, were skeptical when I decided to challenge mm-hmm. uh, the, the, who's you know, this the guy? So, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of been the story of my life. I've always mm-hmm. been like the underdog. I've always been, even when I ran for commission, mm-hmm. uh, I did not come into the, the political process as a seasoned politician. Mm-hmm. It was just basically a concerned resident that decided to run. I decided to run. Actually, I did no pre-campaigning, no coalition building, no grassroots efforts, and pulled and narrowly pulled off that race by 36 votes. Wow. So I've always been that underdog, always done what was not necessarily expected, and um, but uh, you know, through the you know grace and favor of the residents that mm-hmm. decided they saw something in me in terms of um, buying into the vision of what we saw where Miramar can go and where we can be. Mm-hmm. And um, we were able to be successful and uh, we've made tremendous strides, you know, since 2015 while being mayor. And how, is there like a, a how long? So you've been married since 2015? Yes. How long can you? Four-year terms. Four-year terms. Yes. Yeah, so, Wait, I'm, so I'm up right now, March 12th. Oh, but how many times can you do it? Twice? There are no or? term limits. There are no oh, term limits in, in Myanmar. In so you'll Miramar. be the next mayor of 20 years? <laughs> no, I will not be there as long as my predecessor was. Um, but uh, the thing is, is, although that was a historic election in 2015, mm-hmm. I just want to serve in a way and in a capacity where I'm not the last and just want to make sure that when I do um, leave that seat, because I won't be the mayor forever, that mm-hmm. the next generation of leaders in our city has a strong foundation to build upon. So at this point, you said that you've been in Miramar that long. How does it feel to look at Miramar now? The whole skyline is changing, the mm-hmm. growth, like, mm-hmm. especially the, what, what I don't know the proper term, but I've been there a billion times. I did a play in the building. What is the Miramar? Cultural, Cultural Center. Center. Yes. Exactly. Like, that has definitely brought a lot of jobs and movement in the city of Miramar, that whole Mm -hmm. plaza with the gym and the restaurants Mm -hmm. and all that, the condos, like, Speak a little bit about that. Well, you're talking about our town center where City yes. Hall um, is, and we have a. Uh, it's basically a downtown Miramar. Is mm-hmm. what it's developing into. It's the heart of the city and the heart of the community. Uh, one of the visions I had when running for mayor and was sharing with the residents is to make Miramar a destination community because of our multicultural uh, diversity mm-hmm. uh, in the city. A lot of, as you mentioned earlier, we have a very large um, Caribbean American community, a large African American community as well. Um, Latino community. Uh, we're a very diverse community. So with all of that and Miramar being 30 minutes from everywhere, there was no reason why Miramar cannot have its own assets. Mm-hmm. So we currently already had the Miramar Cultural Center that you referenced earlier, yes. but we just recently um, built a, a band shell in East Miramar right mm-hmm. at Shirley Bronco Park. And we have our state-of-the-art amphitheater. It's the only covered amphitheater in South Florida. I mean, we've had some internationally renowned artists there and festivals there and it's really providing culture and not only culture, but cultural tourism, not only a tourism, but cultural tourism in the city of Miramar. And we're partnering with Broward County and the Convention and Visitors Bureau to expand tourism in Broward. A lot of folks come to Broward County to go to the beaches, play the golf courses, uh, but we want to get and extend 
tourism out mm-hmm. west. So Miramar has been that partner with Broward County in providing those assets. You were just talking about what is the park called? Like with the Miramar Regional Park. Oh yeah, Miramar Regional Park. That park is awesome because it's so much space, and yes. like you said, it has the amphitheater. Yes. So that can hold festivals. Food cook-offs, exactly. all kinds of stuff. And we have like all it's of those things. Parking. Uh, yes, and in fact, it's the future home of the American Tennis Association. Go ahead. Where we'll have a, a, about a twenty-five hundred seat arena with about another twenty plus courts, hard courts, clay courts to to bring high performance tennis to our youth and to the community. It also will include. Uh, Black Tennis Hall of Fame, as well as a museum. Mm -hmm. So as you can see, uh, we're really providing alternative options for folks, for our residents, as well as visitors to come and enjoy the best of Miramar. I love that. It's so amazing. So let me ask you this. So you just said a statement that said, I'm not going to be there forever. (laughs) So let me ask you, there's rumors circulating. You know I'm the skirt with the dirt on the afternoon get down (laughs) in the afternoons. And we're here early morning on a Sunday. So I heard rumors that you may be running for president on in 2020. Are you one of the people that will be running? Have you decided? What's going on with that? Where did that rumor come from? <laughs> well, currently right now, I'm, I'm focused on uh, March 12th re-election. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, but, but all kidding aside, um, it's something that I'm seriously considering. Um, mm-hmm. It won't be a long, drawn-out process, and mm-hmm. I'll have a decision made by the end of March. Oh, my gosh. So I could be interviewing the future president of the United States right now. Well, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to have the first daughters, which are twins. We had twins before, but these will be the important daughters. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I think that is so amazing. Like what, when you think about basically like the possibility of you becoming the president of the United States, what does that mean to a kid that grew up in Belle Glade, you know what I mean? Like, what does that yeah. mean? Well, I think when people normalize the process, you know, whoever has served as president before, mm-hmm. you, you just have to think that they're all human. We're all mm-hmm. human. Um, but it's really not necessarily about me and my um, where I grew up. It, mm-hmm. It's really about... I I just take it back to the American dream that my father had. You know, yeah. you take someone who to leave their own native country, to leave everything behind, to come to another country and prospects of a better life and opportunity, not mm-hmm. only for himself and my mother, but for his children, mm-hmm. you know. And if you really think about when he did this, this was in, he was in his prime, you know, working in those sugarcane fields was like in the mid to late 60s. So you talk about a country at the time that was in turmoil because that's when civil rights was being heavily debated. Uh, The Civil Rights Act was passed in Mm -hmm. the 60s. So he was chasing a dream that wasn't actually realized for all Americans even at the time. Yeah, like it wasn't the norm. Everybody, the American dream. (laughs) So now, so to say that for me now to stand on his shoulders, to have the opportunities that I've had, even growing up in my, you know, very rural um, agricultural community where I grew up to mm-hmm. go on to Florida State, you know, win a national championship, have a shot at the NFL, have a successful business, married three kids, um, to be the mayor of a city that's so progressive. Um, we're one of, we have one of the fastest growing economies in America for two mm-hmm. years running. Hello. You know, I'm often called to come to other cities across the country to, to, to discuss some of the, some of our best practices and things that we're 
we're doing. But but when you really think about that, mm-hmm. though, um, the American dream is escaping the average everyday person. Mm-hmm. And as you can see, you can turn on the news. Washington is broken mm-hmm. and people just don't feel like um, that that government is working for them. For them. It's you not know, for so, us anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so the question is, you know, are we just going to sit idle and just watch life pass us by Mm -hmm. or do we take ownership or do we stand up and say well how can I be a part of the process to make sure that everyone has a fair chance to achieve their American dream so it's really about you know honoring my parents sacrifice their hard work and seeing where the possibilities of not only where we can do and be in Myanmar that's why I'm so proud of our city Mm -hmm. Uh, we're very aggressive in the things that we do and there's no reason why we can't do this all over the country i think that's so awesome so let me ask you this um how about a kid that's listening right now and they're in high school or whatever what does someone have to study if they're thinking about like what do you suggest like what talk did you have with your kids not to say they're going they want to get into politics Mm but what are what is the pathway for someone who might want to go your route, get into politics, be a voice, be a commissioner, or, you mm-hmm. know, go that route? Well, if you're looking for a response in terms of a roadmap, I would definitely be the wrong person to ask because <laughs> in every step of the way, I have been that untraditional person. Mm. You know, I have not mapped out a mm-hmm. political career. Okay. It kind of just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, though, that... Um, how I would phrase the question is what type of skills it takes to be a leader. I would say do the things that put you in leadership positions to Mm -hmm. develop your leadership qualities, um, being that advocate for issues that are important for you, um, understanding how to work with people, being, um, you know, despite your personality type, Mm -hmm. being able to be, um, being able to communicate with all types of people. A lot of people don't know. I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert. You are? I don't get uh, that I, from you. No one gets that. You know, if I, <laughs> How did if, you out-avert? <laughs> How did you switch that? You felt you had to because of your... It didn't feel like I had to. It's mm-hmm. just something that I developed. Okay, that's good, It's something though. that I just developed. And when I say introvert, you know, mm-hmm. I, it just basically means that if I had a choice just to chill at, and home, be at home and just chill, you know, you could. I would choose that, yeah. you know, but... Then I guess um, I'm an introvert, too, yeah, at this so, point. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it's just about, you know, developing those skills taking your education seriously, um, being able to, you know, to have a, uh, some compassion for others. It's mm-hmm. not really just about yourself, you know, being a small business owner, you know, I think about my employees. I don't think of them just as employees. I look at them as, you know, they represent a family that they're taking care of. Hello, you know, they have children, they have a spouse, you know, they need health care. They need time off. They need time to spend with their kids when they're getting honored at honor roll, you mm-hmm. know, it's mm-hmm. like those little small things. Yeah. And and that's something that you just got to have inside of you, I mm-hmm. think. You know, I don't know if that's something that can be developed. Okay. Um, it's, it's just having that caring compassion um, so that you're in this for the right reasons. You know, if you're not going to be in it for the right reasons, then I've just seen how politics and how uh, this whole environment just changes people who aren't grounded. So mm-hmm. you have to really be grounded. 
I think that's also like in in a field that entertainment, like mm-hmm. once you get fame or notoriety, yeah. people switch up. Oh, yeah. Once they get a little bit of money or yeah. a lot of money, they switch up. Well, see, the so thing about money is that, I mean, money is great. I, I always encourage people, make as much money legally as you can. Mm-hmm. And, you said that important word, legally. Yes, <laughs> yes. So the thing, though, I just think that money and resources just amplifies who you really are. Mm. You know, so it's not like, okay, you got rich and you became a snob. No, yeah. you got, you know, you were probably a snob before you got the <laughs> you're money. You're just a poor <laughs> snob, and now you're a more confident, rich you know, snob. So, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, you know, I ju- I'm exaggerating to mm-hmm. illustrate a point, yeah, but I, I think, you. though, that, uh, but it's just basically being grounded, and, and I would just say that, um, you know, just me personally, you know, my faith is important to me. Mm. You know, um, I'm a Christian by choice. Um, I'm not a Bible-thumping person to mm-hmm. try to, you know, um, put my religious uh, preference on others, but I just think that it just serves as a a guide and a compass for me. Mm-hmm. So when you have to make decisions and, and you're in very stressful situations, it's just something that helps keeps you balanced. Definitely. And yeah. balance is important. What have you learned in this political, you know, being mayor, um, that you did that you had no idea about before. Like you didn't know that that was part of the world of politics. Mm-hmm. Is there something that sticks out in your mind, like a situation or something that you were like, "Wait a minute, I never knew that." Well, I think because I, I before becoming mayor, I was a commissioner, and oh, okay. before becoming a commissioner, I was on the city's planning and zoning board. I already had a a feel of some of the city <laughs> operations and mm-hmm. things, you know, and just being a builder um, in construction uh, operations is kind of a natural process for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my degree in uh, management information systems at FSU's College of Business. Okay. Um, so, so a lot of these things aren't in terms of operations, business units, departments, those things weren't necessarily uh, foreign to me. Mm-hmm. But I think probably one of the biggest challenges though is how do you keep a community together in unison when you have limited resources to address all of the competing demands? Mm, everybody and, needs something. <laughs> and when you are making decisions, when you know that you're making a decision that will have, you know, a significant portion of a community not happy. Mm. So it's being able to communicate the decision that was made mm-hmm. um, and explaining to those who may be on the opposition of that issue um, why the decision was made and 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 hoping to be able to walk away uh, with a process to explaining why that decision was made mm-hmm. and towards a path forward. Yeah, I think that's one thing. When people don't get what they want, they don't get it. They're like, yeah. but why? And yes. I needed that and yes. we need this. Yeah. So any final words before we wrap up? So you're going to le- there's a re-election March 12th. 12th. Mm-hmm. So the the residents of Myanmar are electing who they want for mayor again is what you're saying? And there's a commission seat that's open. I can't advocate on who who they should vote for. I can Mm. just say that the city of Miramar is is having elections on March 12th. Well, well, I can. uh, Vote for Mayor Messam again! (laughs) (laughs) And so that's on March 12th. That's March 12th. Tuesday, March 12th. And then at the end of March, you're saying, well, no, if you will be one of the candidates in 2020 for the president of the United States. Yes, that's when I'll make my determination. Where can they follow your movements? Because I follow you on IG and you're very Mm. athletic and you make me feel fat and out of shape when I see you working out. 
like, okay, get it, Mayor. I'll just stay in bed doing nothing. No, I'm just kidding. But where can they follow your movements? Where can they contact the city of Miramar? to get to you, email, whatever way we can reach you, let oh, us yeah. know. Well, I'm very active on social media on most of the platforms on Instagram at, at Wayne Messam. Mm-hmm. That's W-A-Y-N-E-M-E-S-S-A-M. Okay. Twitter, the same handle, at Wayne Messam. Okay. And on Facebook at our slash mm-hmm. Mayor Wayne Messam. I love it. So if they have any concerns, questions, anything, they can reach out to you there. Or where should they go? Uh, they the, city call, well, yeah, city, well, the city route. On the city, they can call me 954-602-3198, 954-602-3198 to find out anything, any questions regarding the city of Miramar, mm-hmm. any of our services, or if they need any assistance within the city of Miramar, they can call my office. And any as far, before we wrap it up real quick. Any final words to the residents that are listening of the city of Miramar? You know, because we're going to pinpoint your residents that you focus on. Um, Any final words of encouragement for them? Well, the thing is what I would share with the residents of Miramar is that, you know, we're really blessed to have such a wonderful, diverse and strong community. Um, Our economy is doing very well. Um, We were just rated as the 12th safest city among 401 municipalities in Florida. So our city is doing is safe, um, although no crime is accepted and no city has zero percent crime. But you know, but we are really a safe community. We have high-paying jobs in our community, and we continue to redevelop East Miramar with over a hundred million dollars in infrastructure. And what we're really doing right now is preparing Miramar for the next generation. We're preparing for a gig economy where there's auto- automation and artificial intelligence. We're going to be riding on Miramar streets, and there are going to be autonomous vehicles on those streets and we need to be ready for that so that's what we're hard uh, hard at in terms of planning mm-hmm. um, we're imp- implementing smart city uh, principles where we're using data and information to drive our decisions um, so that we can be more efficient mm-hmm. uh, with uh, resources that we have and um, and this city this city is a is a great city uh, we're on fire and uh, we want to stay lit I love it thank you so much for stopping by mayor of Miramar mr. Wayne Messam has been my guest this morning we'll be back with some more community matters your girl super Cindy 99 jams